1: Hello everyone. For today's podcast, I'm absolutely delighted to be joined by Karthik Subhaya. Karthik is a recent migrant to Australia. And this episode is all about how Karthik implemented his job search plan and how did he effectively transitioned from his country to Australia. It's a fascinating story that you don't want to miss so let's talk to Karthik and find out about how did he land opportunity in Australia good morning good afternoon and good evening from wherever you are watching this special edition of LinkedIn live Uh, it's a it's Saturday and we are doing LinkedIn Live for uh, you know a wonderful reason. Uh, my name is Naishad Gadani and I'm the founder of Your Career Down Under, which is in Australia. Currently, I'm in India, locked down for another two and a half weeks. Um, uh, Your Career Down Under specializes in helping uh, skilled migrants and international graduates find job, build their careers, and realize their Australian dreams. And it is, it gives me an immense pleasure to welcome uh, a migrant who have landed a job in these tough times or in this, you know, as a lot of people say in the Corona times, you know, and that really excites me, you know, it, it, you know, as I said in my LinkedIn post, it's, it's a personal victory for me, not that I have, uh, you know, uh, not the Karthik is a client of mine, but whenever a migrant gets a job, it it just uh, you know lifts my heart, uh, and I'm pretty sure that for many many other people who work in the space, because it just uh, a great step towards the integration process, uh, you know, in in Australian society. So, so Karthik, welcome to your career down under LinkedIn Live.
0: Yep, thank thank you for having me, Nasir.
1: So Karthik is also, <clears throat> you know, not, not locked down like me, uh, you know, he, he can still go and work. Uh, so Karthik, before we start, you know, why don't you give people a, you know, a bit of background, uh, sure. you know, about yourself, you know, where you came from, uh, you know, what sort of vocation that you are in so that people can, uh, and then we can kick off the discussion in more, much more insightful, meaningful way. Yeah.
0: Definitely, definitely. So, uh, you know, my journey uh, started in India. I did my uh, schooling in India. Uh, My first job was in India as well uh, with Infosys. Uh, I'm sure everybody uh, knows Infosys. It's uh, a global player in the software services and solutions uh, industry. Uh, So I joined Infosys, and then uh, from there, uh, I went uh, to the US, uh, you know, on alignment work assignment. Uh, interestingly, uh, when I first landed in the U.S., um, it was uh, right in the middle of the economic uh, crisis, oh. uh, in the start of the recession.
1: Uh, yeah.
0: Uh, so we uh, swam through that and, uh, you know, survived that. Uh, and uh, I stayed there and uh, settled down in the U.S., uh, stayed there for the last uh, 11 years. Um, mm. You know, things uh, as far as immigration uh, is concerned was uh, not heading in the right direction. Um, so sure. I, uh, uh, you know, felt the need uh, to make a change. Uh, so uh, that's how Australia happened. Um, obviously, Australia is uh, welcoming to uh, skilled migrants um, and applied for my uh, permanent residency in Australia. Uh, I got that and uh, we made the decision as a family uh, to move to Australia last year. Um, and yeah. uh, we, uh, you know, after spending uh, eleven years, you know, you, you build a huge social circle, um, your friends, yeah. family, uh, everybody have, um, you know, uh, back home in the US. Uh, but uh, we yeah. had to make the decision personally for our family, uh, so we sure. did that, and uh, we uh, moved here uh, to Melbourne uh, in December of last year. Um, so uh, my wife, uh, uh, she landed a job uh, within the first week of us um, landing here. Um, I took a little bit of time to find the right um, role and opportunity, and uh, you know, happy to uh, report that I started my job um, last week. So that's uh, kind of a short version of the yeah, story. Yeah. so far. Yeah.
1: yeah. Yeah. So it's interesting because you, you know, you you came to, to you know, you went to, uh, you know, uh, U.S. Um, you know during the time of global financial crisis. And it came to to Australia at the time where uh, it is much bigger than global financial crisis, what we are going through, not in terms of just the jobs, but the, the medical crisis, the humanitarian crisis. It's just mind boggling. Uh, so obviously, you, you know, you have personally experienced that and you can probably draw some. Some parallels and how did you respond uh, to those uh, sort of crises personally? So, if you can, you know, can you draw some parallels between them? How were, how did you respond to the crisis in two thousand eight nine, and how are you seeing that now personally?
0: Absolutely. So, um, you know, uh, what is a crisis, right? I you mean, know, how do you define a crisis? A crisis oh. is, um, you know, uh, at its core, um, uncertainty. Uh, it at its core is anxiety, uh, you know, mm. uh, the fear of the unknown, right? So people yeah. become fearful. Um, mm. Yes, I mean we always face crisis every day. You know, we when we step out of the house, uh, you know, uh, who knows, right? I mean, we are driving, um, and you know, anything could happen, but we yeah. we don't internalize that. But then, when things uh, start falling apart around you, um, automatically, you know, we become more anxious. Um, That anxiety translates into fear, and that fear then translates into uh, the actions that we take, right, uh, to protect ourselves. So, uh, you know, when I was in the U.S. and the economic crisis was happening, uh, uh, you know, it was really disheartening to see um, jobs being lost. Uh, You know, my own friends. Losing their jobs. Um, Fortunately, I was uh, in in a project that was critical, uh, and we had to deliver it, and thereby uh, I was able to stay there and then continue providing my services. Uh, But what I noticed is uh, in times of crisis, uh, it is very important to not just do your job, uh, but also keep your sanity, uh, enjoy the little things, um, the little moments uh, that really uh, pulls you through that phase. Um, so the same parallel is what I'm seeing. I'm in no way, shape, or form comparing the global economic yeah. recession that happened in 2008 and yeah. this. Uh, these are two different beasts altogether. Uh, yeah. But uh, at the core of it, uh, you know, the, the anxiety part, the fear part is still yeah. uh, the common denominator. Um, so uh, what um, has... I guess you know I had the primer uh, before yeah. um, so coming into this um I knew um, what news I had to take in um and, mm-hmm. and and what I had to filter out um and and how to um you know embrace things that would really um you know keep uh, things in perspective right so that's really how I've been able to uh, cope with the crisis um not um, kind of heeding into um you know what the majority of the people uh, yeah. are uh, doing, uh, but rather yeah. approaching things pragmatically uh, and 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 being patient and 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 watching and waiting and and making sure that we are doing the right thing. And above all, yeah. having a process and and following that yeah. process without yeah. uh, without wavering from that. So that's kind of what I see. I mean, exactly. one as parallels and and two, uh, you know i'm adopting um, all those learnings that i had um, you know yeah. back in 2008 and kind of applying it in places that are applicable in this time uh,
1: yeah. Yeah. Here in
0: australia. yeah
1: yeah yeah excellent. excellent if i can you know sort of because you know uh, you know obviously when i uh, moved in uh, or or you know went to australia we had we did not have at that time 2007 uh, at that time we did not have that many in that much information available to me about the about the market about what to what to expect what to um you know how to prepare myself and everything else but obviously things have changed now now you've got you know much more uh you know sophisticated information available to your to your you know to yourself now if i can ask if i can probably you know get you back when let's say that you've got your your visa and now, you know, it is confirmed that now you'll be uh, moving uh, to to Australia. What kind of, you know, preparation did you started to do? So one, you know, in, in my view, preparation, I, uh, you know, yeah. describe in two ways. One is a mental preparation, whether you are mentally ready to take the transition. And secondly, the logistics is around, you know, whether you have got uh, you know your resume, you've got Uh, In a LinkedIn presence, you are increasing your LinkedIn network, you are talking to people and things like that. So, you know, if you can outline some of the preparation uh, that you have done, Karthik, uh, you know, for the audience.
0: Definitely. So... Uh, you know first off each situation is different right uh oh. every person's um you know migration strategy or plan is different uh the oh. advantage that our family had was this is not the first time we were migrating to a, a new country right. other than our home country yeah. so so the mental preparation to move to a new country was you know oh. pretty natural it was a natural transition yeah. um you know both uh, america and australia are english-speaking countries uh, so we were yeah. kind of well versed with the western culture albeit you know yeah Knowing the local nuances is always there, um, so the mental mental part of uh, you know preparing to move was you know set right. So then, yeah. uh, getting into the logistics, right? Like, you know, what what do we need to do? So we have to wind up a decade of our life um, in um, you know America. So that was number one. Um, So, you know, making sure that uh, we are able to liquidate our assets, uh, making sure that, um, you know, we have all those, um, you know, things that we need to take care of there uh, being taken care in a certain timeline. Right. Uh, And then the second part is, you know, uh, planning to move here. um, Strategizing as to how we can move, make the transition seamless, uh, not just job. Right. So let me come to, come to, you know, how I look at, uh, you know, Please. moving to a new country. Um, you know, it, it it is, you know, threefold, right? Um, mm. Firstly, um, you know, you need to first address the why. Why are you moving uh, to mm. a new country, right? Be it from mm. India, be it moving from the Middle East, be it moving from, because we have a lot of people who would have, you know, stayed in other countries and they're moving to Australia, right? Yeah. So addressing the why is really important. For me, the why was very simple. Right. Uh, Mm. You know, I wanted to make sure that I live and work in a country where my uh, talents are valued uh, and I get permanency. Right. Mm. And I already had that in Australia. So the why was really addressed. From there emerges what you want to do in that new country, how you want to create a fulfilling life for yourself. Right. So then I focused on that. Um, What kind of jobs do we need to do uh, in order for us to. A nice, comfortable life, um, and also oh. a fulfilling life, right? So that oh. then translated into what's my story, right? Um, you know, oh. who I am, what I have to contribute, and how oh. that contribution will then tie back into what I want from life, right? Oh. Um, all of this put together um, creates this story, or rather, creates this. Um, uh, this narrative uh, that you have yeah. and that you carry which is true which is you know it's not a made up narrative it's your narrative true. it's your story um, so that was the first step right oh. the second step was um, you know timeline um, most oh. people at least I have come uh, in, you know in touch with here um, yeah. have just made the move the moment they got a got a PR they decided yeah. oh yeah I have a PR so I can just move Um, You know, uh, they would probably have gone on seek and they would see 17,000 jobs available in Melbourne. And uh, yeah, so uh, naturally anybody would be tempted to move, right? Um, Our planning phase uh, was about six months. Um, We decided uh, to move in, sorry, we decided in June that we want to move. uh, And we put a date of when we will be moving. And that was in December right? So giving yourself that cushion meant that, okay, I have enough planning time to be able to draw out all aspects of, you know, who am I, what am I going to do, My financial, um, you know, security, right, uh, to be able to sustain myself. So we gave ourselves six months, you know, we should be able to go there, give ourselves six months to a year, um, and have enough um, liquidity to, you know, survive through that period, right? So once we did that, then we got a clarity in terms of, okay, we can survive for a year. Um, We know that this is the place we want to be. And these are the jobs that we want to kind of target, right? Then comes the networking part. Um, So I started reaching out, I started out with one friend that I knew in Sydney. um, And uh, from her, that list started growing. Um, I would just pretty shamelessly reach out to uh, you know, long lost friends, um, you know, people uh, who have not spoken for years, but their friend is here. And I'm like, hey, connect me to them. Right. Mm. Just to get perspectives. Um, all I did was listen, 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 got perspectives. Um, everybody had their own little narrative uh, about how their journey was. And it was different. Um, so you take those perspectives in. Uh, And then you kind of create, um, you know, your understanding of this country that you have never stepped through. Then, um, you know, of course, there are online resources. um, You know, so you kind of did divide and conquer. So, you know, my wife uh, did most of the online research. Uh, I did most Mm. of the uh, connection. Um, So. By doing that, what happened was we were able to, you know, create uh, this pool of people uh, that, Mm. uh, you know, had a diverse, um, uh, what do you say, background, right? Some Mm. were friends, um, you know, some were just acquaintances that gave us perspectives, um, and some were, you know, prospective employers, recruitment consultants, um, you know, uh, career coaches, what have you, right? Um, Wide list of people. So everyone had their own perspective of things, and that helped us kind of, formulate the plan um, that will then lead us to, um, you know, creating networks and um, finding a job is, uh, you know, if I may use this analogy, right, Is it's like arranged marriage in, in, in India, right? Um, mm. Both sides are looking for certain bullet points in each other, yeah. right? not a one-way street. So we kind of use that approach uh, mm. to say, these are all the things that I have to offer, and these oh. are all the things that I am looking for. And and then approached um, you know people um, and that that was all the pre work right we, we didn't apply for any jobs uh, from America or from India yeah. so it was all of yeah. reaching out the, hey I'm moving in December uh, these are my skill sets I'd love to stay mm. connected and we'll chat right yeah so yeah that was that was our approach and yeah. um, yeah. the point we landed here so there was a lot of planning and a lot oh. of pre work that went into the move. Mm. Um, if that
1: you know that makes sense yeah so it's like a project uh absolutely you know, uh, and that's what i do for a living so yeah, yeah exactly that.
0: Yeah, yeah yeah
1: exactly so so yeah. you know th- that very important a couple of other things that i really liked is that uh listen uh yes. you know it, it's you know obviously you you know it's difficult as a as a human uh for us to attentively to listen to to, to people and not to uh, not to make judgments uh, about it, and secondly, is that you made the initial interactions with people very light touch, uh, yes. not not too much going out that you know you know let's do this, let's do this, and I think that that in a way works in in my view because then you are not creating that that unnecessary pressure on people. That when Karthik comes in, I have to meet him, I have to find this that that pressure itself you know you know uh, you know really keeps people away but what i've observed over a period of time is that if you don't give pressure to people and if you give freedom to people to say yes or no they are most likely to say yes uh, because you've given them the freedom to say no so that that's really great uh, another thing you want to ask you know obviously you have heard because you know i think your wife did most of the online research so she would have shared with you the the not so great stories about finding a job in Australia, uh, yep. you know, whether that's online or whether that's through friends, friend, uh, yep. you know, how did that kind of, uh, kind of impact you, uh, yep. you know, either way I'm not so much looking at positive or negative impact, but how did that impact you and your wife's transition?
0: Right. So, um, you know, one of our online research led, led us to this uh, this really unique blog uh, of, of this person who traveled from Australia. She's an Australian who traveled and started living in LA right uh, for okay. you know, with our kids. So that blog um, gave us a really unique perspective about Australia right Australia yeah. is a very diverse country. It's a large country. but uh, you know the population is centered around five cities. So yeah. it's we really need to look at Australia as five separate countries with its own mm-hmm. subcultures. So, mm-hmm. uh, and I know this this might sound uh, you know very offbeat, uh, but uh, you know Perth is different from Adelaide, is different from Melbourne, is
1: mm-hmm. different
0: from Hobart, is different from Brisbane, right? Yeah. yeah. So that applies for everything, that applies for way of yeah. life, that applies for uh, the way they work, uh, that applies yeah. for the way the job market itself is. Yeah. Um, so uh, one thing we uh, understood right off the bat is Melbourne, uh, the job market um, is very, very network based. Uh, it, uh, mm-hmm. it is not as simple as just, you know, yes, I'm not saying uh, online jobs are available yes they are and you can apply uh, but uh, we noticed a distinct um uh, flavor uh, when it came to uh, you know jobs in melbourne particularly is that um, you know network and having a strong network is really important and and network not for the sake of finding a job uh, but network for the sake of network right uh, yeah. having those common yeah. denominators uh, is key uh, because uh, Melburnians now I can say um, want to be able to stand each other. I mean that's uh, that's kind of their mo, uh, you know. So uh, even at workplace, um, you might not uh, tick all the boxes, uh, but they they want to be able to see you every day and have those chats over the coffee yeah. shop, right? So, uh, that knowing that and understanding that was uh, was really uh, a key factor uh, for us because then i knew that it was pointless uh, for me to start applying for you know uh, 150 jobs or 200 jobs online because it's not going to lead anywhere uh, but instead making those true human connections uh, you know with people who are on the ground here and taking that time right um, even with recruitment consultants i i you know when i met them i told them hey this is who i am this is what I bring to the table. If you've got any opportunities coming your way, let me. You know, by when do you want to get a, get a job? I said I have no timeline. Right, three months, six months. A year. Right, job, what I want. Right, that aligns with my yeah. skill sets. Yeah. And also, I need to be able to provide value to your client. So whenever that happens, it could happen tomorrow. But you know, having that. That narrative uh, was the key. So, so understanding those nuances uh, is is really important. Because not everybody is migrating into Melbourne, right? I mean, you're going to see a lot of people migrating in regional areas. So, you cannot take one set of formulae uh, that you have for a city and then apply it across Australia because it just doesn't work that way. I mean, at least that's my perspective. I might be wrong.
1: Okay. And in terms of the, uh, you know, uh, you know what, what you mentioned about the nuances, which is pretty, pretty, uh, you know, sort of, uh, you know, accurate. I, I remember, uh, you know, I actually came, went to Brisbane uh, when I came from, you know, went to, you know, from India straight over to Brisbane. I lived there for three days only. And then I went to, uh, went to Melbourne for uh, interviews that I had. And even in three days, I could I could sense the the difference between the way people talk, uh, you know, in Brisbane and you know how people responded and reacted, uh, you know, in in Melbourne. So I, I fully agree with you. One of the things that I always say to to new uh, new migrants or people who in fact been living here for you know for some time is to is to invest in your in your education or an Australian society. In Australian politics and Australian businesses, so I always, uh, you know, tell my clients to listen to ABC Radio, right? Which is an amazing place for you to to understand the the issues that Australians or Melburnians or Victorians are facing. You know what you know what's the premier is what premier is saying. You know what prime minister is saying. And what business leaders are saying, you know, what are the, com- what are the issues? And I think that is, uh, you know, since I think I've been listening to radio, Australian, you know, talkback radio since 2009. And I have got, you know, you know, a really great understanding of various, uh, you know, aspects in politics that, you know, uh, you know, that Australia is going through you know business issues and everything else and I can strike conversation with people without uh, you know without scratching my head because it's natural I, I know things uh, you know a, a little bit more detail and I that's what I recommend and I think your your study uh, you know shows uh, you know that that they just naturally prepares you that you don't feel when you suddenly walk into a coffee shop you don't feel ah this the greeting sounds weird well you've read about it you can expect it and that that that's very critical to your migration experience isn't it
0: absolutely yep
1: so now let's let's uh, you know talk about the employment side because that's what a lot of people would want to know so you know obviously you know you you've you've got a raft of skills that you've developed in last 11 years before you came to Australia. How did you find, where did you find to position yourself? What did you do to find out, you know what, this is my position? What What kind of thinking did you do before?
0: Sure. So, um, you know, when people talk about positioning uh, in the market, uh, the first thing that comes to mind is titles, right? Um, each, each country um, has designations and titles um, in their workplace, and they mean one thing or another. Uh, but once you look, Past those, you really see what you're doing on a day-to-day basis. Uh, that's what really defines who you are, right? Um, so again, uh, you know, the the question is not outward. Uh, the question was inward, right? Uh, who I am, uh, what I really do for a living, and what am I good at, um, and and how is it that I am differentiating from the rest of the crowd, right? So uh, looking uh, introspecting and 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 really understanding myself and, and and what I'm good at um and uh how that will benefit uh, any organization uh yeah. created that message uh right so uh, I'm always someone who uh you know brings um uh, you know very group of people together. Uh, I'd love I like to ideate um you know even the wildest of ideas and then bring bring that out into you know actual tangible outcomes. Now if you look at my LinkedIn that's exactly the message that I'm portraying. Uh, You know, I'm not creating, um, you know, a a summary for the sake of it, right? Uh, But but actually, Mm -hmm. I'm I'm resonating who I'm who I truly am. So so finding that was the key. So for me, uh, that was naturally uh, in the in the project management or the management consulting Mm -hmm. space. That's that's my background. Um, I bring IT and and businesses together and make things happen. Um, So. That's how I position myself. Now, that can translate into many different roles here in the Australian context, right? Uh, that could be uh, somebody who's a senior BA, but also does some PM tests. Um, it could be an out-and-out IT project manager. Uh, it could be a senior project manager who is more business-focused, right? But all of these still, you know, fits into the realm of things that I have to offer, right? So that's, that's how I position myself. Then the roles that I started going after uh fell into those buckets. So I would not look at the title of the role, but really the responsibilities of the role. And, and, and I'll, i used to ignore uh the last three lines of every job ad because they're all cut um, You you know I would focus on um really um the job description um and how um you know that aligns squarely to what I have done and what I've been doing. So that was that was my strategy. Uh, same thing with my wife as well. I mean, she you know we sure. both follow sure. the same strategy. Yeah. Does that answer? yeah
1: absolutely i, th- I think that, you know you touch upon a very interesting point around you know looking inward uh you know rather than outward but first you look at inward uh you know and then you look at you know where do you do you kind of fit in uh you know in in the marketplace but another thing an interesting thing that you talk about is is uh you know what you can contribute uh, you know you know it's like thinking like um, like an entrepreneur uh, that if if i am a product or a service where what problems do i solve for companies what what do i bring what solutions do i provide and having that thinking is is very important because then you can have that kind of conversation with people you're not saying that i'm a you know, you're not bound by titles, but you're you're bound by, or you're gravitating more towards the problems you can solve, rather than the the job titles in you know, a And you, you, I think, you know, you, your point around various uh, countries have different titles is also a very very you know important to understand. There's a lot of resumes that I see coming from subcontinent. Uh, you know, I have I remember a resume that I got which says in house consultant. Uh, in the job title. Yes. And I said, yeah. I I don't know what you mean by in-house consultant. And I, you know, people will have absolute no no understanding what it means. And I'm not saying that you have not done the work required, but then you've got to uh, contextualize or Australianize mm-hmm. your job title to make it more meaningful for Australian employers, isn't it? absolutely absolutely
0: and that applies not just for australia yeah. that applies for or, yeah. any country that you can everyone.
1: yeah yeah so let's say that you came here now you found your that this is what i want to do how did you go about because obviously you you know, you've been uh told multiple times that uh you know networking is the best way to find work uh there are hidden jobs blah 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 and there's just enormous amount of uh, of information so t- so tell us you know how did you go about and doing that and what i really want to find out kartik is that how what did your day look like uh you know because because you're a project manager and you would if you're working in a company you would you do that this day this will happen this day this will happen so did you you manage it like a project and how did your day really look like
0: so Sure. Yeah, that's a very interesting question, but it also, uh, you know, goes back to the time of my arrival here, right? So we, yeah. as a family, arrived here in the first week, second week of December. Uh, mm-hmm. Things were mm-hmm. starting to shut down in Australia for the most part. Um, so, you know, by the time we moved into our apartment, we got all of our, uh, you know, other logistics placed, phone and bank accounts and whatnot. Things were really shutting down. So pretty yeah. much yeah. Um, all the, um, you know, I had, um, you know, three or four really. Top recruitment consultants that I had already interacted with, i already said that, hey, I'm going to be there so and so time, yeah. and I'm going yeah. to meet you. Uh, they all came back to me and said, let's meet in January, right? Yeah. Um, so, uh, you know, at that point, I was not going to focus my uh, energy in job search. Um, so then. What I did was December, uh, I used LinkedIn uh, to kind of uh, understand what is going on, uh, just to understand the market landscape, uh, what people are doing differently, uh, how much LinkedIn plays a part in the Australian work context. Um, Now, I have to tell you that, you know, in Australia, what I found surprising was there is, uh, LinkedIn is being used by a huge population uh, of people, right? I mean, I don't see that in in the US. Um, So, um, you know, that's when I I decided yes I need to show up my LinkedIn profile so I you know did my own uh, bit uh, and then I reached out to people for free advice uh, hey you know could you uh, uh, review my profile and maybe give me some feedback and I've had some really generous people uh, going out of their way and and telling me what. What to do and what not to do. Yeah, yeah. that was number one. Uh, two, um, I, I diversified my uh, my networking. Right, um, mm. there was job focused networking, yes, uh, but I also uh, focused on you know community uh, activity based networking. I have some hobbies, mm. and I wanted to create a, a network for those as well. Uh, so that kind of kept me occupied through the holiday period. Right? Oh. Once that happened, um, you know, by then I was also in parallel working on Australifying my resume, um, creating uh, a LinkedIn, uh, and then unifying that message. You know, whatever message that I have in my resume to whatever message I truly carry to uh, whatever message I have in LinkedIn,
1: they all need to speak
0: the same language, and and I was trying to do that um, now. Once that happened, once we got into the, uh, the January time frame, um, I met all of those recruitment consultants. Uh, I had, I had a select four to five recruitment consultants that uh, you know I met. Uh, I you know gave them um, you know where I'm coming from, uh, what I'm looking for uh, specifically, right? Uh, I, I did not want to say I can be a business analyst, I can be a project manager, I can be that. No, it it's simply doesn't work. You've got to be able to say what are your target jobs, and I've been told also by some consultants that um, I think your BA skills are better than your PM skills, and, and that's okay. You know that's their opinion, but that doesn't still change what you are and and what you want to do, right? So, yeah. so that was yeah. one side of uh, things. I did not apply a lot of for a lot of jobs online. Um, in fact, I. I mean, this is going to come as a surprise, but I applied zero jobs on Seek. Uh, okay. And I okay. I only applied for jobs through the actual company websites. Um, and uh, I didn't have much success, you know, for most of those jobs. Uh, but, you know, Australia Day, after Australia Day, things started opening up, people started coming back to work um, and, yeah. and these yeah. recruitment consultants that I uh, was uh, in touch with, uh, you know, a couple of them came back and, you know, said, hey, you know, there is a, a, a job for which I think we need to forward your resume. So, uh, so that's how it came about. Um, so it's a combination of, you know, things I saw online, um, uh, things I learned from, um, you know, meetups, uh, networking events, whatnot. Um, I also went to a personal branding event where I understood, oh, cool. um, you know, other nuances uh, of, of what uh, I need to do. I've not done an elevated pitch in 15 years. Right. So oh. I, I wanted to work on that. So uh, all of those came about because when I when I went for my first interview, uh, I was already prepared. Uh, now that didn't go through or that didn't work out uh, positively or rather, you know, to my advantage, I didn't go to the next round, but it also gave me a window into how things are going to look like, right. Mm-hmm. Um, and then, uh, you know, my, my second uh, interview is, is what led me into my job. So my success rate was fairly uh, high, but, but the reason it was high was because I, I, I filtered all of the other stuff that I shouldn't be doing and focused on things that I knew were going to translate into successes. And of course, there's luck plays a huge part, timing plays a huge part, I mean, all of that is there, but having that clarity of thought of, you know, creating a process, um, trusting that process, and sticking to that process really was what I would say translated into, um, you know, getting through to an engine yeah yeah
1: excellent excellent so your classic yeah. example of you know you've got to sharpen the saw bit you know before you start to chop the tree because the you know, the the, the the more the preparation that you have done it ultimately pays off uh you know on yeah. the on the metal drought or on the on that so you know as we are wrapping up this you know what are a few things that you highly recommend you know for two groups of people one is you know you know there might be a group of people who are now migrating to Australia. and yes. second group of are migrants who are right now in Australia and are still not have not found the job. Yeah. What are your advice for both of them?
0: Sure. So um, you know first I'll start with people who are, who are yet to migrate right uh, So 2020 is a very weird year um, so you yeah. probably don't know when you can migrate. so that's number one yeah. but uh, even with all that, let's say uh, you know we get through this hump and we're on the other side. Uh, I think focusing on the three pillars that I discussed earlier is the key, right? Uh, One is what you want from life and why you are moving to this new country. Two, how well you are uh, financially placed uh, to survive without a job and then three, and and this is something I tell to all migrants, right? You're not a migrant anymore, you are a permanent resident. The moment you step foot into the Australian shores you are one among Australians. If we don't get that into our minds, we will never be able to truly integrate in all aspects—social, yeah. um, you know, economical, political, yeah. Um, yeah. and, and civic. Right. So yeah. these are all different aspects of integration. So understanding all this prior to landing here is what's going to you know, create higher successes. Right. So if you are not there yet, don't even book that flight ticket. Right. So that's. That's my advice to uh, people Absolutely. who are yet to uh, migrate, and and there are plenty of people who are getting permanent residency, and and they are anxious and, and they are hopeful, and, and that's great. But then um, you need to do that pre work, uh, and and, yeah. and that is going to create more successes than coming here and trying, you know, trying out the same things and expecting different results, right? Yeah. Uh, for people who are already here now, uh, I have met uh, you know through uh, some meetups that I've had. Uh, met uh, fellow job seekers um and uh unfortunately i i feel you know I, I, now that you know i'm in that position to state that uh the term job seeker kind of puts you in in, in a box i mean you, you are labeled right so that's just one aspect of who you are um, don't call yourself a job seeker we all need a job we all need to be out but um but being just a job seeker is not your identity Right. You are someone here to contribute. First, bringing that mindset change is important. Um, that's number one. Two, these are trying times. Uh, yeah. you know, things are going to be difficult. Um, there is no point in becoming anxious and depressed about that. Uh, it, yeah. you know, just what it is now. I would be speaking the same way even if I didn't have a job because that's what uh, adversity does to you, right? I mean, uh, you need to pull through. You need to, um, you know, become strong mentally, right? So knowing that, acknowledging that, and 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 preparing yourself uh, for Mm. tough times will keep you in better stead, right? Yeah. And then, thirdly, again, targeted uh, networking, right? Focus Mm -hmm. on the people that are truly um, giving back to you, right? Mm -hmm. Um, After after coming here, my network has grown from, 650 to about 1,500 now. Yeah. You know, I have knocked on many, many doors. Some have opened. Some have Mm -hmm. welcomed me in. uh, Some have not even bothered to, uh, you know, answer the door. But don't stop knocking on doors, right? Uh, Talk to as many people. With the intent to talk, not with the intent to get yeah. something, that will always yes. lead, yeah. you in, right. And then oh. lastly, um, applying for job. I mean, that's where I think people oh. are like, okay, talk about all this, but how am I going to get a job? Yeah, you know, job oh. is a consequence of all the actions that I just said that you are going to take, right? It's oh. just a byproduct. It's just an output of all of oh. this. That uh, you know, you're here to stay as a permanent resident as a yeah. migrant you're here to stay. And unfortunately, I, I don't think I can address you know people who are on student visas or people who are on short you know, term. You know, short-term visas. I mean, I, that's not my situation. Uh, but you know mm-hmm. specifically focusing on people who are on permanent resident visa, uh, I think um, you're here to stay. You are a permanent yeah. resident. So you're not here for the short game. You're here for good. So uh, we, if we start thinking like that, automatically our perspective will change. And then, you know, yeah. Our, our our job search strategy is going to change from a, a job seeker yeah. to a, a value adder right how can i yeah. add value yeah. so like you know last week uh, you know we didn't have enough staff in our office i changed a couple of light bulbs uh <laughs> so so if you know i guess what i'm trying to say is uh yeah. there are opportunities plenty of opportunities out yeah. there people out there who are willing to help. Yeah. Um, we need to identify those people and, and yeah. you know, good yeah. things will happen. Excellent.
1: Excellent. Well, on that positive note, uh, you know, Karthik, once again, thank you for spending your Saturday afternoon uh, with us. And I'm pretty sure that some of the things that you re- shared are really, really insightful. And more more or less, they are practical things. They are things that, that people, uh, you know, can do and should be doing. So you know, I can't thank you enough for sharing your story, and I wish you all the success in in your career, and you become you know great at what you do. Um, you know, for uh, for those listeners, you know, please stay well, uh, stay healthy, and stay safe. That's that's the message that I have. Uh, for all of you i'll be back again on linkedin live on your pretty uh you know with this pretty face again on monday 3 p.m where me and caroline are going to start another week of linkedin live with some amazing guests that we are uh you know we are going to host them so karthik again thank you very much and you have a lovely saturday afternoon
0: thank you for having me thank you thank
1: you Bye. thank you. Bye. thank you everyone for listening to the your career down under show hope you enjoyed today's episode if you want to know more about how your career down under can help you please reach out to us on www.yourcareerdownunder.com.au and if you have got a question about today's episode Or if you want us to do a particular show on a particular topic, please reach out to us. We would love to do that. Until next time, be well.